turning back. Thank you for Cheers. being you. Yeah, thank I you for being you. It. And welcome to the Lost Boy Scouts podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Danny. I'm Tyler. Nice. Yeah, we're we, just going to get right into it. Right into it. We're going to taste some more Buffalo Trace because we both like it. Um, it's Friday night. It is Friday night. It's yeah. rainy. Winter will not go away here in Utah. It's 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 crazy how much it's there. It it's, just won't go away. Right. We can't get rid of it. I've been like betting my kids which, which berm is going to melt first. And surprisingly, where we had everything like moved off, I had everything professionally moved off. It's actually gone. Wow. I, I mean, we're flooding. Oh my gosh, it's gonna B- flood. Build your ark. <laughs> Here we go. Build your ark. Yeah. When I was telling Tyler, whenever I uh, we drove down to uh, Provo today, and it was insane to me to see the avalanche coming down towards the road, oh. and you could see the little path that it Pathways. took. It's insane how much snow was there still. Right. And um, right off the side of the road, there's still like a 10-foot um, drift from where the avalanche went across the road. That's insane. insane. Yeah. So much snow. So much snow, and it won't stop. And it's raining now, like Tyler said, and it's just ugly. Yeah. We hate it. I, I mean, I probably could survive if we had a little bit of bluebird sky here and there. Yeah. Like, Sunday was so nice, but, like, you get back in that gray, that sad gray, and you're just, like, you get depressed. I'm done. Yeah. I'm over it. Yeah. Going to hit that red light therapy or, yeah, you know. Something to give something. us. Yeah. Head to Mexico. Head to Mexico. Yeah. That's our plan. Our plan is to have us a little hacienda yeah. that uh, we can all share down right. in Mexico. Yes. <laughs> that's the goal. Yes. Yeah. That's gonna, the goal. Yeah. Start growing some agave and brew tequila. That's, yeah. One day have your own tequila brand. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Artisan. I don't know if they'll let a non, because like tequila, like whiskey is very... It's very like craft, right? right. Like, there's a lot of craft that goes into sure. it. So if you've ever done like two tours, I know they have like the first female. It's like I'm gonna butcher it, but like the whatever the maker is, right? Right. The, the, the you know the first one, the Casa de Gronis, She she was like the first female one. So I'm wondering if they'd let somebody out of the country, even if I live there. Yeah. Become one of those. I wonder if it's like an apprenticeship. Um, that you... I volunteer as tribute. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it's like a, uh, um, one of those things where you go and you learn from somebody, but it's like an apprenticeship. And what if you you had some money and you're like, hey, I'm going to pay you yeah. to teach me. And then they're like, yes, come on, sure. gringo. Sure. <laughs> sure. Bring your sunscreen, gringo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're on episode four, part two of our jujitsu journey. Yeah. We're not sure uh, how many episodes we're going to do. Probably another couple at yeah. least one more because we're going to try to have a guest on that we'd like to talk to. Yeah. Well, um, and there's so many parallels to your life, man. So much. Like y- you have to do a deep dive. And so when people are telling you, well, learn jujitsu, you listen to those guys. Yeah. This is it. This is the, this is at least why we're doing it. Right. This is a, this is the, the follow up to lost and reinvention and how we both feel that our lives were, were reinvented when we were lost yeah, and jujitsu was a big part of that. So that's yeah. kind of why we want to go into that for sure. Yeah. And so, um, we're, we like to start off with a story. We usually read a book. We have a couple books that we were looking at. We yeah. had uh, last week we had the Gracie, yeah, the uh, Bible, book, the Bible. It's known as the Bible. I think every time a professor sees somebody reading, he's like, got the Bible, you're on. looking at the Bible, okay. <laughs> which is good. Yeah. Um, we have jujitsu university, which is by Salo Hibero, which Salo. is an amazing black belt. Yeah. I've seen a bunch of his stuff. I've watched a bunch of his matches and I really like his 
um, his game. I, I bought this book for, for Christmas for myself because what I thought was interesting is he, he breaks down every belt. Okay. And one of the things that, that I noticed is for the white belt, he said, it's all about survival. Your mission is survival. Wow. And that's right. Like, like that's what we were talking about, right? Like you're learning to protect yourself. Yeah. What is survival, but protecting yourself. Right. And he's like, I want to expose the white belt to every type of, you know, jujitsu. There's nothing that's really off limits for the, for the white belt. Mostly because he wants exposure, right? Right. He he knows that you're never going to, you know, you're not going to learn or it it, it was about exposure. Right. Uh, He then goes into, you know, the blue belt and and he says the blue belt Next to the black belt is the belt you're likely to have the longest in his, um, in his, you know, academies. Right. Right. And I've heard that before. And I know in our academies, especially like blue belt is the belt that you learn so much that you think, you know, and then you're like, man, I don't know anything about jujitsu, but it's such a long belt. My blue belt journey, I felt like was forever. Yeah. Well, you, the, but I like, loved it. I mean, it, there, there's so much to be learned at each belt. So the, the mission in jujitsu university is escaping, right? Right. You know, a little bit about jujitsu, but there's really kind of a weight that comes with every belt, right? Like, it does. Yeah, for um, sure. Obviously you, you as a purple belt, you, you know quite a bit about jujitsu, but not only do you know about jujitsu, you're mentoring other, right. other lower belts beneath you right? as, and, and bringing them with you. You're kind of like, uh, Mother Goose a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Bringing us, yeah. Bringing this No, I, I do feel like um, in your belts, you have a job, and I've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Um, your white belts are your lifeline, like he's saying. Yeah. I think you're exposed to a lot of things that you just don't know about, so you're learning. The big thing that you're learning about is your body. Oh, yeah. You're learning how, like, things hurt. Mm-hmm. You're, if you're not careful, you can fold a rib. You can yeah. hurt a knee. You can hurt an elbow, a shoulder, and now you're out. Yeah. And if you miss class as a white belt, the class is still moving. Yeah. And then it's like, oh my gosh, every time I walk in, I feel like I'm brand new if you cannot make a consistent schedule, right? Yeah. And we talk about that with you a lot, like yeah. because of where you're at in your belt. Like we don't need to be to every class, but we have to be to a consistent class, yeah. right? It, well, I mean, it's like building any habit, right? And you you have to show up. Yeah. If you stop showing up, then then you you instantly you, the habits bunk. Right. And something that is this physically demanding right. and this physically challenging and mentally challenging, right? It's very easy to just walk away and say, uh, it's too hard or there's other life things that are going on that, you know, you can take precedent, precedence. Right. It, it really is learning your body, but also learning what it takes to understand this new language that you're learning. Because that's how, like, we talk about it. That's kind of how Professor talks about it is. Yeah. That it's like a learning in another language with your body. Mm-hmm. And a white belt, you barely know how to say a, the, big, like three-letter yeah, words. You, yeah, know? And you, don't yeah. know, you don't know very much about the language it's, at that it's point. Definitely, it's a progressive elaboration. Right? It really you, is. You learn by doing and, and you experience by doing. And like that's our learned behavior, right? It like is. everything we learn as human beings is learned. Right. You learn how to smile because you see your parents smiling. You learn how to you know, have relationships with right. people because you're seeing it. And, and, and so the parallels are there. They always are. And when we talk about like um, learning to like when we've talked about lost, like our pseudo self and our solid self, yeah. you learn very quickly that you cannot fake anything in jujitsu. You can't fake no. it and you have to trust the professor or the instructor that's teaching you. Yeah. And a lot of times what he tells you is there is never a time in jujitsu that he's going to tell you 
use brute strength. That's yeah. going to win everything. Right. He's always going to tell you to go slower, mm-hmm. to be more methodical, to breathe. And that's how we approach life when we are lost in our pseudo self, right? Right. Yeah. We have to like change it. Your children are screaming or they're upset and you're, you're on wit's end and you're exploding at them or you've got people in your office that are just getting under your skin and you know, you're, you're like a, an ignition switch. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, for sure. And that's like a, in anything in life. And so, especially on the mats, you cannot tell you somebody, I watched this move on YouTube. I'd like you to show it to me. Here, check out this video. A, a, a good professor is going to look at that and go, no, <laughs> I know how to do that. But do you understand that the partner in there is doing half of the work yeah. and making him look that good? Right. You know, and so it's never going to be something that you can learn unless you're there, right. which is like how life is. Mm-hmm. Unless you actually challenge yourself to change or to improve, nothing's ever going to be more realistic than life itself. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to put yourself in those uncomfortable positions, right? Outside of our comfort zone is where growth really happens. For sure. You know, and that's like a, a, a good practice for jujitsu as a white belt is to start every role or every match with an idea or a goal that you want to work on that day. I remember professor encouraging that when I first came to the gym, he was like, come with a plan. Yeah. And I was just like, my plan was just to show up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you would tell me what to do. Yeah. And that's what you want, right? Yeah. It's never going to happen like that. It's never going to be where they tell you. Maybe, I mean, there's probably some academies that are very structured, that, are, yeah. that have a very structured yeah, yeah. Cur- curriculum. Uh-huh. And I, I personally have never been to a place where it's structured curriculum. I've always been to, um, even when I was fighting MMA, it was you walked in and whatever the professor was showing that day, or whatever the instructor was showing that day, that's what everybody learned. Yeah, okay. Whether you were brand new or you were a black belt in that art form, mm-hmm. they showed whatever move of the day. When we were coaching wrestling, we would always say, well, our brand new kids would just need to catch up with the kids that we're showing the technique to. Mm-hmm. And it, it did work, but there was no structured curriculum. Yeah, so when you fake anything, whether you're faking in your life or you fake to get a job, right? You know, you, people have done that before. I was, oh, the fake it to make it, fake it to make it. Do you, you hear that all the time? All the time. All it was the time. like, it was like a theme for a, a long part of my life. Like yeah. fake it till you make it. So when I first got certified as an air traffic controller, they told you just act like you know what you're doing. Act like you've been there before. Act like you know what you're doing and you will be fine. The plane's going down and Danny's like, yep, yep. Everything's normal. I, I know exactly what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Giving him a vector. <laughs> yeah. We've been there before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And, and that was a very common theme. So anytime you walk into an academy, don't pretend like you know what you're doing. No. Don't ever give that idea that you know what you're doing because they may put you in a situation where you could get hurt very, very, very badly Mm -hmm. because they think that you are more than what you really are. Right. So always go in there with the best intentions of like, I'm not going to fake this. I'm going to tell you exactly what I do. And maybe it's, I've never done it before and I'm terrified. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, I have some wrestling background, but I don't have any jujitsu background. Right. And maybe it's that, um, you have some grappling background and you don't want to tell, you don't want to tell a lie about that either because it'll be very obvious if you know, Jiu-jitsu. You, you won't be able to speak a different language. Right. 
Right. Well, and I, I, just faking it, I can't imagine. You may be able to protect yourself, right? But you're going to be on the defense the whole time. The whole time. The whole time, right? Like, right. I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, how could I even fake it in, on the mats? Like, I just don't feel like I could. Right. I don't feel like I could. Well, and, and that goes back to our our original podcast, The Lost. Right. When you're, when you're faking something and how you actually feel inside when you're faking, when your pseudo self is taken over and you're like, oh, man, I'm just going to continue to to press this way because i've yeah. already told tyler who i am right. tyler believes that i'm this amazing jujitsu person or yeah. amazing something put input whatever you want and now i have to like continue on with that lie continue on with that pseudo self it's not good especially no. on the mats no no man you're just gonna get crushed you're gonna get you're gonna get beat up and could you imagine if you got really hurt I mean, you know, we the, the landmark. There's that landmark case that that just came out of San Diego. Like mm-hmm. the, you know, I, I I believe I believe like there's a lot of buzz around it, and I don't know that much about it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I mean, I've seen the video. The video is terrifying, right? Right, and I don't know all the circumstances, so I can't speak to it too intelligently. But sure. like, that's the kind of scenario you can get yourself in, right? Absolutely. And I had a very, uh, I had some in depth conversations with Mona and Mike about it because. I think about it a lot, hurting people right. or somebody getting hurt. Like, let's say um, a person comes in and they to ask, they say they're, they're they've had some training. I'm really trusting them right. to be honest with me. Right. And let's say that I put them in a position where they're training with us, and that person gets hurt, mm-hmm. right? And now I have to solely think about what's best for that person mm-hmm. and what's best for the academy, right? Right. And so. I, I never I don't I've, I've read a lot about it I've listened to a lot about it and I I can't speak too much into it because I don't know I have a lot of opinion about it I, right. and it's just an opinion it really is yeah. just an opinion and I would hate to hurt somebody or have somebody get hurt not knowing the realistic of do they know how to defend themselves right. safely and as a white belt just so we're clear your number one job is to stay healthy right to stay on the mats because everybody needs you yeah the academy needs you lifeline right your partners need you because they need to be able to practice their techniques on you right and you need it because you need your body needs to learn how to develop to learn jujitsu further right you know and so just uh, you know i implore you like if you're out there listening and you're and you're wanting to start your journey or you're in a little bit of your journey yeah talk honestly about where you're at if if it, and if we can approach this as a life skill don't think don't pretend that you are more than what you really are right and if you're struggling if you're if you're um in a in a in a scary place ask ask questions you know if you're uh, i've had a couple friends in the last couple of weeks that have taken their own life and i take that seriously i yeah. i get very sad thinking that that person thought that was their only way out yeah. And maybe I, you know, I, I don't know much more we could have done because we don't know people's demons, but that's at the far spectrum of what we're Tyler and I are talking about with our, with our podcast and with our friends yeah. is that we just want men to stay healthy. Absolutely. And jujitsu is a big part of our life. Mm-hmm. We want to encourage um, our friends to start jujitsu and continue their jujitsu journey. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, don't give up. Ever. Ever. And don't give up on yourself. Yeah, no, there's, there's, I, I mean, it, it is scary to think about asking for help. It is. Absolutely. Me walking into the gym was a cry for, 
for help. Right. Right. I was in a very dark place. Right. Right. Like I, I knew I was, I was getting the input that, you know, we are like, I need, this is what, this is what I needed. I need something to change. Right. There was some catalyst there. Right. And it very easily could have gone the other way for me. Right. Right. It very easily could have gone to, you know, to, to some, something very dark. Right. And, but you, you, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of humility. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, there's nothing to, to be embarrassed about. Right. You don't need to always posture yourself as this alpha. Sure. I, I think the, the concept of an alpha is very flawed. Right. Right. Like, I know. Agreed. It, right, there are, there are men that are better at shit than you. Always. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. And, and you're going to be better than others at other things. Right. And it doesn't, at the end of the day, like it, it doesn't matter. We attach a lot of, we attach a lot of emotion to it, but we, we are not our emotions. We're not our feelings. We are, you know, a collection of experiences that builds us to the, the amazing human beings we are. And right. it, regardless of your story, you have, you are amazing. Like it, it, I don't, I don't care who you are. Right. Right. You are, you are, there is something amazing about your story, about what you've survived, about what you've overcome. Right. Right. That can inspire somebody else. Right. And so ask for help. Ask for help. You just do it. And somebody sees you as amazing. Yeah. Somebody out there sees you as amazing. And anytime you don't get that feeling, just remember like somebody sees you as amazing. Somebody does. Right. And we want to make sure in our own, um, as we go forward with our, with our podcast and how we're talking to people that, that we care, like that we really do care. And Tyler and I Mm -hmm. will never turn down a phone call. Nope. We'll never turn down a DM. Right. We'll never turn down somebody that says, Hey, I've listened to you. I've thought about this. I need help. Right. We're never going to go. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I may tell you that I don't have the skills to help you, but you know what? I'm going to link arms with you. And I'm going to figure out how to get the help you need. Yep. Right. Like if I'm not the person, there's people out there that, that are more skilled. Right. Right. There's phone numbers. You can, you can call if you are in a very desperate place. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's where going into our, our, um, just looking, um, and life for our own selves as a white belt. Right. Is always staying humble, staying, uh, ego friendly. And remembering that, like, if you don't know, it's okay if you don't know. Right. Somebody's going to either teach you, show you, or give you a path to know. Right. And that's how I feel about jujitsu. No matter what, no matter what in my journey with Professor and with the black belts in our academy and some of the upper belts that, were, that are there still, it didn't matter if I had a question. If they couldn't answer it, they would always go like, Let's, let's find the answer. We'll figure out the answer. And if they had like a solution, a lot of times they would have to make adjustments for my body. Yeah. And they could do that. They can be like, okay, well the way this may work for me because I've got longer yeah, arms. Yeah. Well, I don't have long arms. I don't have long limbs at all. And they would make adjustments. Jiu-jitsu is such a hum- humility ego shift, right? Like in the world, we're all supposed to be posturing, but like, you know, being able to ask, like if you walk into any gym, just completely humble, right? completely like, I know nothing. No one's going to fault you. Right. They're actually going to probably applaud your, applaud your, your ability to, to be that self-aware. Right. I think self-awareness is like one of the currencies of uh, underrated currencies 
of, of our manhood or of, of us in general as sure. a human species, right? Our ability to be self-aware, right? Right. And, and allowing yourself to go into the, an academy to, to say, I, I just wanted to learn this because I know that there's some, something special about it. Right. And I don't care. I mean, jujitsu, great. Maybe it's Muay Thai. Maybe yeah. it's MMA. Maybe it's karate. Maybe it's what, whatever it is. You dedicate yourself to something boxing, sure. right? You're getting out of your comfort zone and you're staying out of your comfort zone. Right. Otherwise we, we, you know, there's this old analogy of like the frog in a pot, right? Right. You throw in a, a frog in a, in a pot of hot water he immediately jumps his ass out, <laughs> right. but you throw that frog in, in, you know, lukewarm water and you slowly turn up the heat on his ass and you, you, next thing you know, you're, you're eating frog. I don't know if you eat <laughs> he those. He has no idea. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, the, the concept is we have to get out of our comfort zone because we, he, you know, we can't get comfortable or else we, we, we get boiled. Right. Um, and, and jujitsu oper- offers you that opportunity every time you touch the mat. Right. It does. And, um, when you get, um, a group of men around each other. Mm-hmm. There's all these different personalities that men bring to the table. Yeah. Right. And I believe that that's a great thing about jujitsu mm-hmm. is that you get all these men from all these different walks of life that they'll ne- they would never meet or mingle. Um, for the longest time in our academy, we had so many police officers in our academy. <laughs> <laughs> and you think about the personalities that we have in our academy, right? Right. Um, some of us may have never had a good experience with a police officer yeah. until we went to jujitsu. And now him and I are training together. And what if I'm an upper level belt that's had a bad experience with police officers? And I'm like, I'm about to tune this dude, dude up, up, right? Yeah. And he goes, well, I'm never going back to jujitsu again. Right. Yeah. And I think... In this current stage that we're in, in this current environment that we are in, 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 in this, in the world, all police officers need some sort of training, how to handle a person on the ground. Yeah. Absolutely. On the ground. Absolutely. So that gives me a benefit when I'm talking to police officers of showing them this technique of how to control a person that's considerably bigger than me than well, I, Danny. I, I still I still will walk past a police officer and kind of size him <laughs> up and be like, I wonder if he trains jujitsu. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I know if he doesn't, I know that I'm, you know, I know that I'm gonna give I, I could give him a a run for his money. A run for his money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's gonna call the boys in the blue and he's gonna swarm me. But like yeah. It's like it's like when you drive a fast car. You're like, can I get <laughs> can away? I, with, yeah, yeah. Maybe I could get away. What would a road chase be like? Right? Yeah, right. It's the same. It's the same. It is the same thing. Same thing. But they they do need to. They owe it to themselves. Yeah, they owe it to themselves to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that's just one small sect of our our society. And then you think about young boys, mm-hmm. young men that are evolving quickly. Yeah. And that's where I think those young men could benefit from being around a group of men mm-hmm. that know how to mingle with each other that are from different walks of life. Yeah. We don't challenge each other to a fight. Mm-mm. We don't speak um, ignorantly towards each other because once we smack hands, bump fists, mm-hmm. You better be able to back up whatever you're saying. Well, and I think that's the that's the beauty. We may we may quip at each other. We may we may poke each other, but right. we know we know at some point the the balance is going to be restored. It is right. Like I may I may you know I may I may tease a black belt, but I know you know what I mean. Like right. I know that like 
ultimately the balance of power is going to be restored. Right. Right. Like I may be wittier than him, but he's definitely going to, you know, choke me out seven times in three minutes. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why, like, if you teach these young men, young kids early on as white belts, you teach them to have this white belt mentality Mm -hmm. to never go in there with this idea that they know mm-hmm. and they're and always be willing to ask questions, then we can start to see a difference in our kids' classes with the kids that come in. Yeah. You start to see a difference with them. And that's where I think that's the benefit. Yeah. That is the benefit. When you can see that they are now grasping that once they ask questions and they see the results themselves, right. then the sky's the limits for them. And I think the problem is is that we we tend to we tend to dictate to our children. Right. And we, and we, we tend to dictate to people when we, and it comes from a place of ego, right? Right. Where we tell, we, I tell you what to do. Right. Right. And, and when I, without context, tell somebody what to do, I'm instantly encoding that into the fear centers, of their brains, the front, the frontal lobes, like the, the lowest form of our ability to process information. Right. Right. We, what we're, the whole idea is to remember that, when you have this catalyst and these things that you bring together, what, what, how does it benefit? How does it benefit when you are di- dictating to your child? Like I dictate, this is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to do it. Never. It never is zero. 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 But if you give them some instructions, some guidance, some options, some pathways to mm-hmm. success, and you allow them to, to pick which path and both of those paths are the ones that you're helping them with. Right. Right. When it's okay to be disappointed too, right? Mm. Like to give them options and to be disappointed. Man, how do you deal with that? I don't, I mean, I struggle with it every day. My son's 14 and I'm like, I, he's, he's his own person. I I mean, I, I try to give him the, a, a wide boundary. Right. But at the same time, I'm, I, I'm, I'm always like, man, is maybe he's spending too much time on his phone or maybe he's on his iPad or, you know, what are all these, what, why isn't his room clean? Right. You know, so I, I'm, I'm learning every day. Right. I, I have to approach my, my relationship with my son the same way I approach jujitsu and right. the fact that like, it's kind of a mental game at this point. Right. Are you, do you give him a leeway to find his path from the questions that he comes up with? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I pushed him for a long time to, to pursue lacrosse but i felt like that was pushing him to to my dream my goal right right? and and i realized that there was a very kind of a narcissistic relationship there that you know i had i had to correct i had to back off right i couldn't live vicariously through him yeah and he's and he's very athletic very he's talented you know no matter what he whatever sport he picks up he picks up picks up yeah. And I'm, I'm super proud of him as of lately. He, 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 his school is within walking distance to the gym. He's been in the, the gym lifting weights every, every <laughs> day so for cool. the last, you know, last month. Good for him. So, and, and I mean, he's, he's, it's, I mean, I, I'm not a gym rat. Like I, you know, I can barely make it to jujitsu jiu- three times a week, <laughs> but he's been there every day. And so, you know, that's his thing and I, I support it and I'll continue to, to, you know, guide him and yeah, help like, him out. Yeah. Whatever he needs. Right. And jujitsu gives you that balance of being able to see that, that the way that you do things might be slightly different the way that, that I do things. And then just from limitations yeah. comes up with the fact that there's just things that I cannot do. Right. And also vice versa, size and stature 
there's just things that I can do that just, there's nothing that you can do. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And that gives us a, a chance to, to be successful fathers for right now, be successful fathers to be successful students and to be successful in our other avenues of our life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if it wasn't for jujitsu, we wouldn't have each other. Mm-hmm. Right. But if it wasn't for the fact that our professor has dedicated his life to jujitsu and then has dedicated his time to giving back to Park City, to giving to Park City, I know he does a lot of things outside in the community with Park City. Yeah. We have outreach. He has an outreach program. Mm-hmm. Um, he has some other avenues. He does women's self-defense. He does mm-hmm. things on the out, on the outside that brings to the academy, yeah. but he's been up there for 12 years, yeah. right? And that is a lengthy time in any, if it, all of those jujitsu guys out there know that a, a jujitsu instructor giving 12 years of his time to a city is, is a very, very, very strong hold for our academy, Yeah, you know? And I think that the dedication that we find, we get... Um, to our academy. So what do you want from an academy? Yeah, what, are you, I mean, what are you looking for from an yeah, academy, Tyler? That, that's a great that's a great question. Like I didn't I didn't I didn't really know. I I had to approach this very methodically and I had to ask a lot of input from people that, you know, practiced longer right. than I did. Um, I had the great benefit of having a, a, a coworker whom I'm really good friends with that was way into jujitsu. Right. And he he did a quick search for me and he said, here's the place to go. But I did check out four or five different academies. Um, you know, there's a couple places that do some nogi here in Heber. And then right. there's, um, you know, Gracie Baja in, in Park City. And then there's, I think there's another place in the... There was, yeah. I don't uh, think there anymore. I, I mean, you, you, you can Google search for it, right? right? But like at the end of the day, I was looking at like what was available to me at Park City um, granted it did take me three times to get in, but like the website gave me a, a good enough impression of, of what to expect there. Right? right. Like the, the grooming habits and the, right. you know, what, how, how to present myself, um, uh, the, the, the class schedule, like what was actually available for right. me to take. And so, um, and that of course, you know, knowing somebody who knew jujitsu, it was like, you know, this guy's Pedro Sauer. This is, you know, this is where I would go. Right. And did you go, did you have any expectations coming into the class of, of, did you know what gi and no gi was? I had no idea that diff- there was a difference. No, none. Right. None. I assumed everything was in some sort of uniform like karate. Right. Yeah. Which is the gi. So for those of us that, um, have never, um, went to an academy, seen an academy, yeah. know what's going on, um. How it traditionally starts, a traditional style is the gi. Yeah. That's the kimono with the belt. Yep. That's the traditional style. Not that no gi isn't traditional or that you don't have traditional um, aspects of that. It's just that when you hear like the, the original Gracie's talk, their no gi practices were just t-shirts and shorts just because they didn't, they forgot their yeah. keys or something weird like that, right. you know? And so coming into it, were you, what did the, did the gi make you nervous uh not so much other than i have a pretty burly amount of chest 
hair, right? Yeah. And uh, I was worried about my nipples chafing off, like uh, in that episode of The Office where, where they do the marathon. Yeah. But um, it, it didn't really, it didn't, like, one, I came in with just an expectation of like, I need to do something. I need to do something to feel safe. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is one of the most renowned martial arts. I mean, if you, you turn on just about any popular real podcast uh, out there, you know, they're, they're, they're talking about jujitsu. Right. Jujitsu is, I, I think, kind of hitting its stride right now. I believe so as well. Um, you, you know, and it, it has such a storied history. Mm-hmm. You know, for the longest time, I thought, no, oh, maybe I'd go learn capoeira because I've always <laughs> wanted to learn to dance. But like also another Brazilian art. Maybe I just need to move to Brazil. Maybe. I might yeah. just need to move to Brazil. Um, I, I just, at the end of the day, you I've watched enough UFC. Like sure. I, it just you know, I just knew the jujitsu was like, it was legit. Right. There was something legit about it that I was attracted to. And I believe that's part of um, what a lot of our listeners will feel. Yeah. They'll feel that same pool because of, luckily we have the UFC. Yeah. Luckily we have some personalities and probably across your Instagram or your Facebook or your TikTok or your uh, Snapchat feed. I don't know if those actually have feeds. I know Instagram does, but I don't have any of the other stuff. Social media. <laughs> um, you'll boomer. see some Come of on, these <laughs> strong personalities and yeah. you'll be like, oh, I want to emulate that person. Like yeah. we talked about oh, yeah. um, in episode one, emulating um, a personality, emulating a person that you're like, oh, I really kind of like that guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or my big push right now is to bring all my wrestlers all the guys that wrestled Mm -hmm. and I'm like, Hey, wrestling has a shelf life. Wrestling has this. I can't continue to, um, wrestle like I wanted to. I am just a quick backstory. I went to Spokane last weekend for, um, women's nationals. Amazing. Amazing. The way that the, the women are catching up with the men, their level of their skill. Amazing. Shout out to women's wrestling. Grow it. I appreciate it. I love it. Um, I feel I believe the same thing about jujitsu. Keep growing it. Keep keep bringing in those people that are they're wrestling and that are keep coming to jujitsu. You know what I find, and and maybe we'll get some some female jujitsu players out there. But you know what I find, like there's this big argument of transgender in, in sports right now. Like right, like it's to me it feels like a mute a, a, a moot point in jujitsu. Right, right. You take size and weight out of it. I, I'm willing to bet that if you put, you know, a 145 black belt female and a 145 black belt male on the mats, that you would have arguably have like a fairly fair match. What do you think? I, I actually don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I do think that there's a difference in skill and or with with just uh, the way that we're built. Yeah. But I do believe that I've trained with some women that literally I know could destroy me and th- do destroy me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, I, I really do think you could take gender out of it. Mm-hmm. If you were to put same weight class, same, you know, belt level, same amount of <laughs> yeah. training, right? You got, you know, I, I think I think it'd be an interesting social experiment. Sure. I, I don't know. I don't know enough, <laughs> enough about that. And I don't know if I have a, a vested interest in that, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but um, when you go to an academy and you... The, the biggest thing that you're going to notice is um, the mats, yeah. how the mats look, um, the smell, the smell, the feel, are, are, is there a buzz? There's an yeah. energy. Yeah. When you go to our academy, both academies, uh, Park City and Lehigh, excuse me, and Lehigh, both of them are buzzing. When everybody starts to show up, it's like a, it's, it's another 
energy level that you're like, and then um, everybody starts to show up and it's like, and it's like a, it's like a little honeycomb of bees and everybody's ready to go and everybody's touching each other and they want to like start grabbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a big thing. I think that's a huge thing. Um, for me personally, I also want to see that the black belts and the upper belts are, they may show up late, like the funny joke of the purple yeah. belts don't have to show up for warm up, but are they on the mats? You yeah. know, are they, are they there? Yeah. You know, and as a white belt walking into academy, did you even know anything like that? Would that have even registered in your head? I mean, like the, the, the kind of sports specific tropes, no. Like mm. I've, I've kind of fallen into it. I had no expectation. Like, no. Yeah. I think that's a good, that, then that's good for us, for our, for our listeners. Yeah. Make sure that's buzzing. Make sure you yeah. feel that energy. Make sure you feel like, oh, this is kind of cool. I want to be a part of this. It, it didn't take, I think it was my first Sunday. To be honest, my first Sunday was when I was like, I need to be here. <laughs> like I was excited to be there. Like y'all passed out beer at the end and I was like, this is my kind of sacrament. <laughs> right? Like I was exhausted, drenched in sweat, like could hardly move. Like, yeah. And then, you know, Danny came around with the, the Pacifico and handed everyone <laughs> one. And it was like the sweetest nectar of, of, of what we want. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause we've earned, we've already talked about this. There's earned. nothing like a beer, a cold beer after open mat was, on Sunday. And, and you earn it. You have you to do. earn it. No. Right. Like, you know, yeah. you have to earn it. So you, you may walk in and you may see, uh, you may see the professor. You may talk to the professor. He's probably going to give you some, some advice, some good, some good knowledge leading up to your first class. And then what I would say is to remember to take care of yourself, which means don't expect to roll quickly. Mm -mm. Take the time to do the class. Take the time to let your body warm up to jujitsu. Mm -hmm. The last thing you want to do is separate a rib, first class, first open bat, when you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're hurt, and now you're off the mat for a couple of weeks. Yeah. That's the last thing we would need. So take your time. Warm up. Right. Did you roll right away? Uh, I think I, I think I went to about a week's worth of of training before I started open mat. Yeah. Yeah. Were you? I stayed and watched several open mats. Right. Like I stayed and I stayed my first few classes and and watched just so I could I could be aware. But like, yeah, I. Mm. I I mean I I kind of I wasn't in any hurry. Like right. I knew I wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. I kind of told myself I wasn't going anywhere. Like, <laughs> the only place I'm going is here. Yeah, good. And and then take your time with understanding the lingo. Yeah. The language. Yeah. The etiquette. Be gentle with yourself on that oh, stuff. Sure. Be so gentle the fact that you are going to make so many mistakes the first however many years you're doing it, you're going to make so many mistakes. Even as a black belt, I'm right. sure you're going to make mistakes. Absolutely. You're going to have moments where you're maybe say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, act the wrong way. But remember that to be gentle with yourself in this art, because it really is time consuming, um, mentally consuming. And we want to understand that it, it's going to be ever evolving and it's always going to be growing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How do you stay mentally focused as a four stripe white belt to come to class? Uh, to, to me to stay mentally focused. Well, one uh, having an accountability buddy without a doubt. Right. Personally, I just need that, that accountability. I need somebody to call me out. Right. I need it. 
That's, I mean, it was part of what I was looking for in, in, in my life to, um, just truly wanting to throw myself into something where I could be completely humble, right. Where I knew nothing. Right. I, I'd coached lacrosse and I'd kind of put it on, put on this lacrosse persona that I was X, Y, and Z. I, I, I worked and I kind of had this work pers- persona that I was X, Y, and Z, but like, I felt like I could walk into the jujitsu Academy and I didn't have to be anything, man. Such a good feeling, <laughs> right? Like I didn't have to be anything, but just somebody who didn't know nothing. I love that. Right. Mm. All I know is that I don't know nothing and that's fine. And so that means always remembering to stay a student, Yeah. to be a student, to never think that you're an instructor, to never think that you're actually teaching, mm-hmm. go in there with the idea that you're just going to be a student and you're just going to learn. Yeah. If it doesn't come quickly, it's okay. Yeah. It's going to get there, you know? And so wrapping that part up, remember also find an academy, in my opinion, find an academy that teaches you self-defense, mm-hmm. that that teaches you to, to defend yourself, not in the academy sport jiu-jitsu with mats that are soft, but out in the streets. I always like to tease the mean streets of Park City and the mean streets of Heber. <laughs> if you're in Utah, you'll get the joke about that. Um, but remember, like the, the reason why you're learning something, the reason why you're dedicated to that is so that when you're in a very stressful situation, you know how to deal with it. Yeah. And oh, one yeah. of the best way, walk away. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I remember there was like a few weeks ago, there was a, some young lady that was attacked in a gym, I think, down in Texas. Mm. I remember dude, seeing that video. I think I sent it to you. Right? Dude runs up behind her grabs her by from be, around the shoulders around the arms behind the back and like I, I i was just like i know exactly what i would do in this situation <laughs> does my daughter yeah and i sent it to her and i said we need to do the the women's uh women's self-defense class yeah and i think i think too you know from a somatic like personal experience like I was looking for a way to feel safe with inside of my own body right. um there's a fabulous book about um jujitsu and trauma those, those people who have survived, whether it be physical abuse or sexual abuse from some sort of predator. And, and there is, there is some satisfaction and some science behind training a martial arts, like, like jujitsu, um, while it can be triggering to, to put yourself back in those situations, there is some healing that is actually can, can happen because you're learning to defend yourself from those situations. Mm. So you can kind of learn to forgive yourself to say, I didn't have this tool previously and now I do. And so moving forward, like you, you, there, there is, there's a lot of, um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's transforming trauma through jujitsu or something like that. We'll link it in our, uh, our website and and on our social posts this few weeks, but, uh, incredible book. If you've been in those, those types of situations, that's heavy. Yeah. (laughs) It's heavy. It's heavy because it probably learning how to breathe. Yeah. Learning how to focus your energy. You're right. To, uh, to, to a certain point. Um, yeah, I bet that's huge for people learning how, learning to deal with that trauma to get recentered and regrounded, they probably have to go through a bunch of things to learn that. And yeah. when you're getting crushed um, and you're getting your ass handed to you, right? That can even equate a small, even a small portion 
to having some actual trauma. Yeah. To actual trauma. Actual trauma that you that you need to learn how to ground yourself so we don't lose you. Yeah. So we don't lose you to your thoughts and to yeah. your evil demons mm-hmm. that tell you and all those evil voices. We need to learn how to to deal with one in one instance and then really put some effort into dealing with the other in the other instance. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I like that. I, I really like that. I that, that's it's yeah, an I mean, interesting way to look at it. It, it. it is. And 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 I know that my experience was light, but I, I shared this on the last episode, like just not feeling safe in my body. Like, yeah, you said that. Like being, putting myself in those situations while I have never been one, you know, in that type of situation. Like there was definitely for me a very somatic, like I, kn- I know that there's a secret move that I can use to get out of this at any point. Right? right. But I'm going to challenge myself to push myself to the limit. Right. Right. Um, that doesn't mean I'm not tapping when I've got, you know, professor, you know, yanking on my arm or, or, or putting <laughs> right. me in, a, in, a, in a, a difficult situation. It's, it's learning to recognize and not disassociate mm. and to be present right? and to be connected with my body and to listen to the message that messages that, you know, this beautiful thing is, is telling me what to do. Right. It does. Yeah. And I think that's the, the last little part of like, when you're looking for an academy during open mat, at our ages, we really want to know that our partners are going to keep us safe. Yeah. That our partners are going to like take care of us. Yes, they are going to practice their moves and they're going to, if you give them energy that, that is, that they respond with the same energy. Yeah. Then remember that it's probably your energy that's dictating that energy. Yeah. If you go in there and dudes are just kicking the crap out of you and you're like, I don't even know what I did. Maybe wait a little bit longer for open mat right wait for your body and your mind to catch up right or maybe come to park city jiu-jitsu park city or lehigh and (laughs) see exactly like the energy should always be good yeah and if it's negative it's probably because um something's in there throwing off the energy absolutely you know And, and if it's constantly like that if it's constantly i don't feel safe in the academy and you know i don't feel like i'm gonna keep going back time to change Right. Time to move on. Time to find a different place, and that's okay. Um, not, not not every academy is for each person, and not every and not every person can handle the weight of each belt. Right. Agreed. Right. Like not we 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 haven't even talked about the weight of each belt. Um, yeah. You know we. We've yeah. Got maybe a whole, we'll touch on that like on the next time. Yeah, we'll we'll talk got, about like how how to respond when you start getting your stripes. Right. Your promotions. Each of those things, because when you're in your journey, you're going to. Um, come to class enough do you get your first stripe yeah you're going to come to enough classes that you're going to get your first belt and how you respond to those is just as important as walking in the door the first day mm-hmm. don't you think oh absolutely absolutely it's it's your progression right yeah. you can choose to let it go to your head or you can choose to remain humble and, and keep keep trying yeah and that's as we wrap up and as we finish up this this uh this episode, which has yeah. been great. <laughs> Dude. Um, remember, like, don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit learning. Don't quit learning how to be a better husband. Don't quit learning how to be a better father. Um, my wife and I had this conversation today. She was, um, she had kind of gone into a little cocoon. I know she's not going to, I know she doesn't want me telling all of her stories, but she's not going to mind this. She had gone into a little cocoon and she was self-protecting and self self making sure that herself wasn't getting hurt. Yeah. And I kept reminding her like, Hey, call your coach. 
yeah. call your friend, call, yeah. reach out. And it's just a gentle reminder like that you need, you always need help. But when you start to go inside those cocoons and you start to like protect yourself from what's going on to the outside, yeah, it's a very, very, very big indicator yes. that something yes. needs to change. Absolutely. Something needs to change. Absolutely. And Tyler and I know that about ourselves. We know that about each other. We know that about our significant other, our kids, but we also know it when we see somebody in the academy that's struggling. Yeah. And you're like, mm, something needs to change. And, yeah. and yeah. we need to be able to say to our friends and our family members, ask for help. Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? yes, yes. Um, do we want to shout out Preston? We do. We want to um, shout out Preston. Just remember that um, you're always going to meet these interesting personalities. And we talked about Preston last time. Preston is a big a big a part of each of Professor's Academies. Everybody at both locations knows Preston. Yes. And um, just just remember that that's the thing that you want. You want to have somebody that you're like, each of us know that person that's going to reach out to you. Yes. And Preston called us and he was giving us some um, cool information about our academy and how him and his, so him and his family all listened to our academy I mean, to our to our jujitsu podcast. Yeah. And last time he was like, "Man, such a great, such a great thing that he that he, that he wanted to share with us. He wanted to share, and he said that um, he had just gotten promoted to his brown belt, right? And so he didn't know if he felt that he was ready for it. He didn't feel like he was that he was ready for That's it. So crazy. Yeah." And you know, like, you're like, man, he's a monster. Right. right? Well, no, I just, I had so much pride. I was like, dude, I know that guy. Yeah. You the, know? Yeah. Seeing a brown belt, like we don't have yeah. very many of them. No. Right. I, yeah. And so, um, he, he called me and he was saying that, that, that he was telling me about how great, like that his family had listened to the podcast and that he had thought, uh, I wasn't sure that I was ready for that brown belt. And then all he said was, then I remembered professor promoted me to that brown belt. It's okay if, like, I don't feel comfortable in that brown belt. He feels comfortable giving right. me, promoting me to that brown belt. And all he has to do is to continue to come and he'll grow into that brown belt. Absolutely. And I thought, what a great way to look at, to look at it. Yeah. What a cool way to look at it. Right. You may not be ready for things. You may not be ready to be a dad. No. You may not demand that. They hand you that baby and you're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. But guess what? You're going to grow into it. Mm -hmm. You're going to grow into it. Don't give up. Yeah. Don't give up. You may, um, you may have to quit things that are just bad for you. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. just. What are you willing to sacrifice? What to, are you willing to sacrifice? To become your, the best version of yourself. So true. Yeah. What are you willing to sacrifice to become? I started to kind of ramble a little bit because I was thinking about Preston and, and <laughs> I started, my words started to, uh blend together because I can see his face and like yeah. think about when he was telling me that. And I thought, man, what a, he, you know, you, you really need that in your, you really need those guys yeah. that you attach yourself to that when he gets promoted, mm -hmm. you get promoted, Yeah, you know? And yeah. I think that's such a great thing in our Academy. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It was interesting too, that if that ceremony, like Aaron, the blue belt, he was, he was mentoring that, that he was one of the first guys I met who had just started, he, I think he was a month ahead of me in his journey and now he's a blue belt and now <laughs> yeah. Preston's a brown belt. And it's like, you, you have excitement and pride for these people mm -hmm. that, that you, uh, 
you get to share the mat with and, and you build a community. You and, and as you, as you, you talked about it, you know, professor is not only has he built a community amongst his, his, his gym rats, but he's expanded that community into the larger community of park city, the larger community of Heber. And, um, you know, he definitely influences the community we we're trying to build here with the lost boy scouts, with the podcast, with our personal coaching, with, with each and every, um, thing that we, we do. He's, he's, he's infused, you know, his, his philosophy and his messages, uh, in that. And I think that's, that is our call as men is to, is to pass down the good to, to lift each other up, right? Like it's easy. It's cheap. It's cheap to, to beat each other down. It's more, it's very difficult to build each other up. It is. Yeah. No, you're right. And I, and I think, um, one of the funny things that professor one time told me, he said, eventually you will start sounding like your professor. (laughs) And I, and I thought that was like, what? Maybe he's like talking about like he talks like uh, uh, master sour sometimes, yeah, yeah. but that's not what it is. It's that you regurgitate the good things that they tell you. And I tell those, so I hear myself sometimes and I'm like, I sound just like professor. And I get so <laughs> excited thinking about that. And uh, that's, that's what I think about when you, when you're looking for something, that's what you want. You want that community. You want that common unity yeah. that will bring people together that yeah. will make you excited. Yeah. Right. And it, 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 it circles, right? Like there's, there's, it's constantly in motion and you'll find it in more than one place. As we wrap up this episode, Danny, like, uh, you agree with us. Don't uh, disagree with us. Like what, where can we find, you know, and and connect with more first things you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, compassionate underscore gentleman. And I train at park city jujitsu. Um, I'm always there. If you, like I said, if you, before, if you, if you don't see me there, you can ask if I'm, if I train there and most people know Danny, (laughs) Danny, how about you? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, park city jujitsu, we're there. Disagree with what we have to say and let's, let's work it out on the mats. (laughs) Agree with what we have to say and come find out for yourself. Uh, you know, always uh, lost boy scouts website, lostboyscouts.com. Uh, we're on Facebook. Finally, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, or just hit us up at hello at Lost Boy Scouts. We want to hear from you. We do. You know, if you're struggling, if you need something, if you have feedback, if you have questions, we want to hear from you. We want to hear from our audience. Leave a comment. You know, f- find us on social media. Um, we're, we're about connecting with like-minded or unlike-minded individuals. I have no problem uh, uh, meeting you somewhere and, and, and giving you the business. Yeah, for sure. Don't forget, Sunday, open, open mats, mat. 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. <laughs> Cheers, <laughs> Cheers. buddy. <laughs> Turn